0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Twisty Pod, the Don't Get It Twisted podcast. The name I actually never say; those words never leave my mouth. Although, anytime I hear a celebrity, an influencer, somebody on TV, some a stranger in a coffee shop, even just say the phrase "Don't Get It Twisted," I'm like, oh, free promo! Like, thanks so much for mentioning the podcast. <laughs> Even though that's definitely not the case I'm like, oh my gosh They're thinking about me So sweet Give me a free plug <laughs> We we love to see it oh. Well, I hope you're in a good mood And if you're not in a good mood Maybe you will be After we have our nice little Intimate podcast moment together It is once again a Friday I'm starting to love recording on a Friday Because you got that Friday energy Just racing through your veins I don't know what it is about Fridays from, I was going to say day dot. I am still in the Love Island mindset. From day one, since I was a little girl, I've always just woken up Friday mornings ready for school with just a different kind of energy. And I loved school growing up. I really did. I was that kid that looked forward to school every single day because it meant I got to go hang out with my friends. I've loved learning. It wasn't a bad place, I guess, or I didn't hate going to class every single day. I really do love and enjoy learning in school. But there was something about that Friday energy that is, of course, well-known, like that's not a rare phenomenon, but it was just something that I experienced so early on in my life and I've never lost it. Like I wake up on a Friday, even in this kind of setting where I don't really have this nine to five job anymore. And I still wake up like, oh my goodness, it's Friday, best day of the week. And it's so funny because you really would think, oh, Saturday's the best day of the week because you have so much of the day to enjoy whereas Friday you still normally would have your work day but I don't know you just wake up in such a good mood and you feel like you have the absolute most weekend time in that moment like you're already in weekend mode Friday morning really Thursday night let's be honest but goodness yeah it's just never left my blood never left the veins and I love that that's a universal thing like I think some people really love Sundays and I personally am a big old Sunday hater and I hate to like put all of this blame and shade towards Sundays but there's something about Sundays probably just Sunday scaries to a T but they just bother me a lot and I normally wake up on Sundays stressed in a bad mood I get really worried I get very frantic and I'm like oh my god I have so much laundry to do and I have so much work to get done and the week is already here but I'm trying to get past that because Sunday didn't do anything to me all right it's, it's not Sunday's fault it's Taylor's fault so we, we have our own little battles to get past, but I'm, uh, I'm beating around the bush here, folks, because I do have a little bit of a confession to make to you all today, and I'm really sorry that I've already wasted so much of your time without even addressing it, and for that I'm sorry, and for that I am quite disrespectful and really rude, if you will, but there's been a little bit of um, a revelation or maybe a reveal of on my part that I haven't given much explanation to. And I owe you all that at the very least. I owe you all an explanation. All right. <laughs> You're probably like, what in the heck are you about to talk about? So <laughs> um, there's something that happens usually around this time of the year, maybe end of April or May, truly, where every single year, I start to get this itch. And the itch is most often gone in the fall, in the winter. It doesn't really appear until this April, May time of year. And that itch, my friends, is the itch for country music. <laughs> Oh my gosh, how many of you just stopped listening to the podcast right there and then? I'm sorry to do it to you, but I have so much to share and I really just need you to hear me out, okay? I really need your time and attention, please. I didn't grow up loving country. I didn't really grow up in a country area. I lived in the suburbs. There was no reason for me to pursue country as a genre. I grew up, you know, like a lot of other kids, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel. Those were my parents, my family. I should have been Hannah Montana in a different life, but we won't get into that today. Wait a minute. Or should we get into that today? Because Miley Cyrus is from Nashville, Tennessee. So maybe this has just kind of been embedded in me since I was like eight years old. We're not sure. But anyways, I grew up, you know, just listening to Radio Disney or whatever my parents were listening to. They did a really good job of introducing me to good classic old time rock and roll. (laughs) Why am I so giggly? They did a good job of introducing me to really incredible artists at a young age. So I just never really listened to country, not because I didn't like it. I just never really gave the genre a chance. So. Then we enter into high school, maybe right around sophomore or junior year. And this was kind of the time where I started to do fun things with my friends without my parents during the summertime. Like let's say my friends invited me to go with them to their lake house. Or one of my friends invited me to go with her family to some sort of staycation like down the street sometimes I would go beach camping and all of these activities would kind of entice one to want to turn on a little bit of uh, country if you will so I'm like 16 17 years old and I'm starting to be introduced to the world of country music and at first I was like what what is this I'm confused how what I don't really understand And I'm not exactly sure what the major turning point was, but I went from never listening to country music in my life to only listening to country music every single day. I would drive to school listening to country music radio. I had a lot of friends who were much more into country than I was, but all of a sudden it kind of went from zero to a hundred. There was just so much country in my environment, which leads me to my junior and senior year of high school where I was invited to tag along to attend the one and only Stagecoach. Now, if you're not even familiar with Stagecoach, you might be familiar with its younger sister, I would say, stepsister perhaps, Coachella. Now, Stagecoach and Coachella are essentially the exact same type of festival, but at the exact same time, they're completely different from one another. They happen back-to-back-to-back at the exact same campgrounds located in Indio, California, which is kind of like Palm Desert, Palm Springs area. And if I remember right, Coachella has two weekends, weekend one, weekend two. Then Stagecoach is technically what would be the third weekend on the exact same location. Now, I have good family friends who were very into country music, and they happen to have a camper. Now, the key thing about Stagecoach is that it's not similar to Coachella where you do not camp in a tent. You have to have an RV or some sort of camper attached to your car, your truck probably, to be able to camp on site. Otherwise, you would just get an Airbnb, a house or something, a hotel off site of the festival. But if you wanted to stay on the grounds of Stagecoach, you have to have an RV of some sort. So I was lucky enough to go to stagecoach, I think two years in a row. I don't know why my memory doesn't get jogged very well when I think back to it, but I'm nearly positive I went two years in a row. And oh my gosh, It was the time of my life. And even still then, I wasn't like this huge, huge country girl. I just kind of thought it was fun. I got cowgirl boots. I wore a hat. No, I don't think I wore a hat, but I probably wanted to wear a hat. It was just kind of like a fun festival. Like there's something really magical about concerts. Even if you go to them not initially loving the artist, you might fall in love with them during and then after the shows, you might be absolutely obsessed. And that's kind of what ended up happening with me where I was just so in love with country music. And at the time, I really think it was probably maybe a little bit of not peer pressure, but just when the people around you are listening to a type of music and you're hanging out with them, then of course, you're probably going to start listening to that type of music and it's going to be something that you enjoy yourself. So I had this period of time where I was so in love with country music. But then I graduate high school, I go off to college, I come up to Washington State, which, you know, I guess I sort of went to college in what could be considered a country area. (laughs) But truly, I think my campus was like the furthest thing from that. So all of my country interests just kind of shifted. And there's another huge thing that coincides with the itch that I get to listen to country music in April, May time of year. And that truly is something about this contagiousness in the air when summertime rolls around that you just feel this need, this desire, this itch to turn on country music. But when the fall hits, when the winter hits, I can't be bothered. Like it almost irritates me. So it's very much this seasonal thing that only really comes around maybe like three to four months of the year and once it's over it is over i am so stinking hot and cold with country music i guess maybe it's kind of like christmas music in a sense because i start listening to christmas music usually around september or so because i'm just ready at that point i'm like oh i see one leaf changing it's time for christmas So by the time that Christmas actually rolls around at the end of December, I am beyond ready to just kind of be past listening to the same 20 songs on repeat. But I mean, at least country music always has new music coming out, but so much of it has the exact same twang or beat to it, at least maybe from like an outsider's perspective. So maybe that's why it's so hot and cold with me because it's got that same sort of seasonal holiday effect. But you're probably wondering why I'm even bringing any of this up, why it's never come up in the past. And truly, it's not like it's some weird taboo thing. But I recently posted a picture on my personal Instagram account, kind of in what looked like a sponsored post for Ram trucks. And it just felt very out of the blue, I think, with absolutely no explanation, And I had to just sit back and wonder for a moment if any of you felt like you were getting cheated on, if you were being betrayed by me in some way, as if there was this part of me I had never revealed to you. And that simply isn't the case. I mean, I am who I am and I show you who I am very apparently. But here's the deal. Right around the holidays was when Keith decided he was going to invest in his very first big car purchase all on his own. And he did all of his big research that his Virgo self loves to do, even though he claims to not be into astrology. He's the most Virgo Virgo I've ever met. And he decided upon the Ram truck, the Ram 1500 Limited or whatever the heck. I'm sure he's going to correct me as I'm maybe saying it wrong. I digress. So he gets this truck and all of a sudden we went from Keith loving sports cars, fast cars, low cars, whatever the heck. And he still loves those. But now we go to A big truck with a big bed and the lift and the doors and the thingies. You know, it's just, it's a big old 180. But you just can't invest in a truck without turning on a bit of country music. I think it's almost like ingrained in you. Like, I step foot in truck, must listen to country music. So ever since he's had the truck, he's been a lot more into country music. I think he just feels that vibe Aerating from within as he's driving the truck. And when I'm in the car with him, he's wanting to listen to country so that I'm listening to country. And there's certain songs, you know, I'm starting to get back into the groove of loving certain things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I haven't listened to the song since I was 17 years old at Stagecoach. And it's just so stinking funny to me. And as we're kind of knocking on this door, it's the middle of May. We're entering into the summertime. That country itch is slowly coming back into my life. And it's just one of those like, well, can't fight it. I'm going to be a country girl for the next three months. And here I am. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Even right before I decided to start recording this podcast, I was just enjoying my breakfast, dancing along to some country music in the kitchen, and I just had to like pause and have a little self-reflective moment. Like, who am I? Like, when did this happen? I am very, very confused. I've always been that kind of person who can just really listen to any genre of music, but I go through such moody moods with it that I have to have a full playlist ready for when I'm just wanting to like listen to hardcore EDM music or I'm like in an alt kind of just moody mood or if I just want to be a pop princess Lady Gaga queen or if I'm just you know ready to throw on my country boots and listen to some country music then there I go I actually made a weird playlist the other day called for life moments and I made this playlist because once I hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube which I know that this is not YouTube of course but just extending an extra grateful moment for each and every single one of you thank you so much for helping me get there that is the absolute wildest thing and truly I never thought those words would even be leaving my mouth it is just absurdity absolute absurdity But actually, here's the story of how it all went down when I found out that I had hit that marker. So I had seen that I was at, I think, 99.9 on the outside platform, like what anybody would see when they're looking at my channel. So essentially, you know, from the audience point of view. So I had sort of known, oh goodness, like maybe it's going to happen soon. That's so wild. I don't really know when, but whatever. And the day that it happened, Keith was out with his friend. They were just hanging out I think maybe they were at dinner or something and I was finishing up working on a video and it was starting to get late it might have been like 10 30 or something and then I'm like you know what I should just go to bed it's getting really late I shouldn't be working this late to begin with but let's just check my YouTube portal one more time before I go to bed because you never know like what if I hit that big old milestone now I would want to know like I can't go to bed not thinking about something like that. And I think I'd refresh it. It said 99,982 or something. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. It's so close. Wow, that is so wild. But also that would have meant 18 more people would have wanted to subscribe in that small amount of time that I was like, you know what, whatever. We'll just we'll just carry on. I had some comments to respond to and just a few more things to finish up on. So I was on my computer for maybe, I don't know, 15 more minutes or so. And then I refreshed the page one more time and Literally to my biggest surprise I almost just screamed and fell out of my chair I'm not even kidding I think my heart stopped It's at 100,004 subscribers And... (laughs) It was one of those moments where I couldn't even believe what I was looking at. Like it felt like an out-of-body experience. I was living in a dream that I had always thought would be the biggest, coolest milestone to hit as somebody years ago who always would have wanted to start a channel but never was brave enough or thoughtful enough to follow through on or even just confident enough. So having that moment of just, oh my gosh, I hit something that I never ever thought in my wildest dreams I would do. And it just happened. Like it's right now. Oh my gosh, it was just the wildest wildest thing. And I've always felt in moments like this that I want to turn to music to celebrate. And I don't know why, but it's just sort of one of those things where I just have to turn on a good song and start dancing and celebrating and pull out my white girl dance moves you know Like I just have to have a good time so I'm like quickly going through my Spotify mind you Keith is still gone so I'm all by myself with Reese and I'm like Reese like a hundred thousand and she's just you know freaking out with me but of course doesn't actually know what's going on so I'm like I need a good song like I'm trying to go through my liked music some of my playlists but nothing was that sort of celebratory mode like I'm about to turn on like YMCA or something just because I need a song And I don't really know why or what made me think this was the first thing I wanted to listen to, but I went to The Greatest Showman album playlist, and I think the first song that I turned on was This Is Me, and I was trying to actually look for the song from now on because I was trying to think of that TikTok dance, and I always see, like, that video of Trisha Paytas when she's doing her dance, and it's so stinking cute, (laughs) And I was like, that's exactly what I want to listen to right now. But I saw This Is Me, the song, first. And what's so funny is I hadn't listened to that song probably in at least two or three years. And the song This Is Me was the theme song or the song of the weekend, whatever way you want to put it, when I went on this really important, fun retreat in college, The retreat was kind of like a Kairos, for example, if you're familiar with something like that. Essentially, it's just kind of like a a weekend retreat with a whole bunch of your fellow students and a lot of like these big moments happen. I'm not going to spoil it because that would be horribly rude and probably illegal or something. But anyways, that was the song that they used as like everybody's pump up song the entire weekend. So it kind of had that special place in my heart. So I turned the song on and I'm like starting to just cry like tears of happiness because I'm listening to The Greatest Showman. I'm having all of these former memories flood through my brain of being on that retreat and just feeling so filled with love and joy, and then also compounded with this overwhelming feeling of hitting this massive, massive, massive milestone that I never even thought in a million years I would ever, ever achieve on my YouTube platform. And here it was happening right now. Like it was just so stinking crazy to me. I didn't know how or why I was so lucky, but it was just one of those crazy moments where I needed some song to just bust a move too. So I made this playlist and so far it's kind of in the making I suppose. I had to add a few Hannah Montana, Miley of course. I had to add Queen of course and even some songs from Legally Blonde and Legally Blonde the musical which ended up being the perfect little combo because my sister... Hey, Ash, if you're listening, she just passed her bar exam this past week and I'm so stinking proud of her. So I had to throw in some Legally Blonde songs for her because she is the epitome of Elle Woods. I'm not even kidding you. If you all have ever once thought I looked like Reese Witherspoon, no, like <laughs> it not until you meet my sister seriously she's the spitting image of her but anyways so proud of you ash for passing your bar that's so stinking cool and now you can listen to perfect day and so much better and just feel like you are el woods telling off warner graduating from harvard law like it's no big deal (laughs) what like it's hard and that's why i just sort of feel like everybody needs a playlist like this where you can just turn to for all of these life moments whether you're celebrating some big huge milestone you just got some amazing promotion that you worked your butt off for you just graduated college you just graduated high school or maybe even you just got dumped or you're having a really bad friendship breakup I kind of threw on a mixture of songs because you never really know what that life moment is going to be is it going to make or break you somehow it's going to change you in some good way at the end of the day but you're never sure what kind of song you're going to throw on So shuffle at your own risk, because sometimes you might have to pause through it as you're going through the happier songs or the sad songs. It might throw off your beat for a moment, but give it a listen if you just need some fun life moment songs. Also, speaking of YouTube, I was kind of having this revelation the other day where I was really starting to be kind of proud of myself, I guess, if I want to have like a toot my own horn sort of moment, because I was thinking back to last summer at this time. And last summer, I want to say maybe I was around, I'm going to say 20,000 subscribers, something like that, maybe a little bit more. And it was going to be the first time that I was employing myself. There was nobody that I had to answer to. If I wanted to upload a video, I had to get it done under my own accord. There was nobody that was going to get mad at me if I didn't upload something. So I was dealing with this whole I'm transitioning of how to, I don't want to say run my own business because I don't, but that kind of mantra, you know, of being my own boss. I mean, this was the first time that I wasn't doing a nine to five or I wasn't in some sort of club where I was answering to somebody. I didn't have an administrator. It was just in a way, I think very overwhelming, but I didn't realize it at the time because I think... The weird thing about YouTube is that you start it because you're so passionate about it, but then there kind of gets this weird moment where you start to have the ability to monetize your channel, and then you deal with this balance of maintaining that passion while also seeing an opportunity to have money from YouTube. So it's hard to think of it strictly as this is exactly what I'm doing as a passion without Considering the monetary aspect, because in some ways it starts to become hand in hand. And it shouldn't have to be different. Like you should love what you're doing while also being able to make money from it. I don't think that's a weird thing. I don't think you have to monetize every hobby, every single thing that you've ever loved in your life. It's cool if you can, but I don't think that's necessary. But, anyways, I'm going off the rails here. I was just thinking back to last summer where I was so overwhelmed all of the time. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea how to be my own boss or to figure out what kind of schedules worked well for me. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I was working, and I've talked about this so much before, but I'll summarize it to not bore the avid listeners. I would work constantly, constantly, constantly until 4 or 5 in the morning. I think the latest I ever stayed up to finish a video was probably 7 a.m. and then I went to bed for the night or the day however you want to phrase it and it was just so toxic to my mental health in so many stinking ways because I was not acting like myself. I was making something that brought me so much joy which was producing and editing videos sharing them with you all into something that it didn't have to be, which was me being so stressed all the time or me feeling like I couldn't enjoy my summer because I would always need to worry about work. And I remember feeling just really invalidated, I guess, or misunderstood, which I now realize is so flipping annoying and just privileged. But I kept thinking, well, goodness, everybody around me, at least all my immediate friends and family that I would constantly see, all worked the exact same type of schedule, which was Monday 9 to 5 or something of that sort. And I didn't work like that. I would always be working on the weekends or I'd have to work late into the night because I wouldn't wake up until like one o'clock in the afternoon. And then I'd be working on Sundays, but everyone would always want to do like a family dinner on Sundays. It was just kind of a big, huge mess. And on top of that, I was also doing 75 hard for a lot of the summer. And as I've talked about in the past... That was so toxic to me having a positive attitude because everything was about when can I complete all of my tasks in the day? And if I didn't, then I couldn't enjoy myself. And I would just think back to all of these times in the past few days when I was just so irritable. And even the fact that Keith now edits this podcast is because I was feeling so overwhelmed and cranky and irritating. Like I was irritating myself And he saw that I was just kind of at this place of, I don't know what to do. And I felt constantly like there wasn't enough time in the day. So he was kind enough to help me in this respect. But I really think back on it. And so much of it was just me not knowing what kind of schedule worked best for Taylor and not knowing how to just find my own groove. That was something I had no idea how to do because I never had to do that before. I was always just given the groove for me, if you will. And I just say all of this because I don't want you to ever feel like you are in the place that I was in, which was feeling like you had to sacrifice fun things, fun activities with your friends or your family because of things that stressed you out, like your work or your school or your homework or your test exams, whatever. Of course, all of those things are really, really important. But if we take me for an example, I always felt like, I didn't have enough time in my day. There was never enough time to get everything done. But if I probably was being very honest with myself, it wasn't helpful that I was going to bed at four o'clock in the morning. It also was not helpful that I was waking up at 1 p.m., Then at that point, I would be waking up at 1 p.m. I'd be starting my day in the afternoon, which would mean I'd be having, let's say, coffees at 2, 3 in the afternoon, which already isn't good for your sleep patterns. I usually would even have a coffee at like 8 p.m. if I knew I was going to be staying up all late, which is just so gross to think about. But if I was only really getting my day started by, let's say, 2 after I just kind of had my breakfast, coffee, got ready, etc., I had a short amount of time before Keith would walk in the door. And when Keith would get home, I want to hang out with him. Keith and I and Reese would want to go on a walk together. You'd want to have dinner. All of a sudden, it's 8.30 p.m. Let's say we wanted to go have drinks with friends or something. I would be like, I just can't go. Like, we have to say no. I am stressed. I have barely started work for the day. It's 8.30 at night, blah, blah, blah. When really that is so self-inflicted. There was no reason for me to be staying up so late if I could have just gotten up earlier and reversed my day entirely or if I just knew at what times of the day I was most productive and I put my phone down and I didn't think so much about scrolling through social media and I started my day off by filling up my cup and I didn't worry about what things I was going to see or what comments that were going to be left on my posts etc. I needed to restructure my entire attitude and be a better It's going to sound weird, like be a better boss for myself, but I didn't know how to do that, and it took a lot of trial and error to figure out a system that actually worked well for me, and I hope that if this is you and you're resonating in some way, I can get this message to you before you waste a summer like I did, just feeling constantly anxious and overwhelmed and unsatisfied, I guess. Because I always think back to last summer. And of course, I mean, last summer was kind of a poopy summer for a lot of reasons. I mean, mainly COVID. But let's just say like COVID wasn't in the mix. I think I still would have been probably even more overwhelmed. Because the fun thing about summer is that you get to see so many more people because it's lighter, longer, and people are in better moods because there's more serotonin in the air and more vitamin D and people are just wanting to be outside and enjoy the warm weather. It makes sense. Like It makes total flippant sense. But it just kind of kills me to think back on how many things I said no to or how many moments I just had like massive, massive meltdowns for absolutely no reason, just because I was stressed and overwhelmed. And I could have been enjoying every single moment and being with the people around me and enjoying that time. But I didn't because I felt like what was better was (laughs) fulfilling these made up deadlines in my mind that at the end of the day, really weren't that important. And the more I go on with my life, the more I realize how many things I used to stress out about that just don't matter. Like it just doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And I mean, let's let's not get it twisted here. I'm going to try and say that from every episode here on out. I need to try and just sneak in one little don't get it twisted into every episode. So that's a promise from now on. So Don't get it twisted. I don't have a perfect schedule now. I really don't. And there are some days when I just need to listen to my body. I got to have lots of rest or I need to stay up a little bit later than usual because I procrastinated all day. Whatever it is, every day is different. And that's fine too. But you got to find some sort of system that works for you. Like If you are feeling overwhelmed and exhausted right now and you're constantly in that state of irritability or just feeling irritable, irritability, Taylor, is that a word? change something like change something to your schedule that will make you work at your best living your best self living as your best self you know you have to do the things that make you the most successful because I think for so many years I was trying to just listen to what everybody else told me would work best for me make that make sense Taylor tell me how that makes sense why would I be listening to everybody else tell me what works for me no figure it out for myself And I think that mindset of just finding the best way to be productive for yourself and also not getting stressed about wanting to do fun things in the summer even though you have work and other things to get done should carry alongside that conversation that we were having last week, which is just continuing to find ways to live your healthy lifestyle while still enjoying yourself all summer long. Because here's the thing, folks, It is a healthy lifestyle motto or people call it a healthy lifestyle for a reason. So everything that you're doing all year round should be very, very consistent because this is a lifestyle. So there should be nothing different about the way that you treat yourself and fuel your body from right now to January to December, whatever. I think the thing that people get really worried about is – dealing with other obstacles that you can often avoid in the wintertime, for example, or the springtime even, where you're not always being asked to come to barbecues or go get ice cream or go have drinks with your friends because a lot of people just kind of hang out indoors or inside during the wintertime. So you feel like you've gotten into a really good routine and then all of a sudden all of these other external factors come in and you feel a little bit confused on how to carry on. But there should be no difference. Every food is good in moderation. That's like my favorite little phrase to say. Now, of course, take that with a grain of salt. I'm no dietitian, no nutritionist. Just make sure you're enjoying yourself. You're saying yes to all the things that you want to do and just treating your body well all year round, you know, it's really about having that balance. Balance and moderation are always going to be the key. That's what's always worked really, really well for me. Anytime I restrict myself in any way, shape or form, it is never, never ending well because it's just not sustainable. It really isn't. If I had a nickel, no, even a penny for how many times I've ever said the word sustainable or healthy lifestyle I think I would be richer than Bill Gates I think I would be the new Elon Musk like legitimately I say those words all the time and I really hope that you resonate with them to mean more than just a buzzword because it can feel like a buzzword as I'm saying it and I get why but really and truly I hope that you're understanding what I'm saying to mean something for you. And I hope that it resonates with you because at the end of the day, I'm just some person giving you a bit of advice that's worked for me, but you got to make sure that you find something that works for you as well. If you find something that works for you and it makes you happy and you can enjoy it and it fits into your lifestyle and it makes you feel good, then do that. Don't listen to me. Everything I always say at this point in time is anecdotal it's coming from my experiences once I have my certification we'll have a different conversation I'm only in schooling right now folks so I could be a different person in just a few months time but you wait and see I'm still really hoping to try and have that done by this summer but honestly I also want to live my life this summer so it will just happen in a hot girl fall who knows But um, anyways, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. It is always a pleasure and a humbling moment to sit down and chat with you all. And like I've said in the past, I love these to be two-way streets, two-way conversations. So let me know any thoughts that you have or lingering little messages that you want to send via DM on Instagram at twistypod. Follow me over there. Or if you don't have Instagram, hello at twistypod.com. Great email address, great place to email love you all so stinking much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.